This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. So delighted to welcome you all to episode five of the uh, Landed Estates and Heritage Property series of podcasts. This particular podcast is covering business interruption. I am Tim Maxwell from the Private Wealth Disputes and Art Team, and I'm joined today by Manoj, who's a partner in our insurance and dispute resolution team. He's been working in the insurance industry for 30 years, so is well able to talk to many of the issues that have been raised by recent events. Hello, Manoj. Hi, Tim. I think um, if we could introduce um, generally what business interruption is about um, and then how, in particular, we can help clients um, in this regard. Well, historically, business interruption was just something that was tagged on to ordinary property insurance. And uh, it wasn't particularly specific. Usually how it worked was if there was damage to your property and you couldn't use it, then the insurers would pay an element of the lost profit, etc. Um, that was the history. Obviously, things are a lot more sophisticated now, and there are specialist insurance covers that are being purchased, and particularly within this, in the sphere of landed estates. Um, you know, the things you're going to be looking at are event cancellation type issues, but also uh, business interruption where you can't run your business as you would normally run it. Yes, and I suppose um, a good question is why we're talking about this now, because obviously people are hopefully coming out of the worst of the lockdown, businesses are starting to get back on their feet, and uh, hopefully life is returning to normal or as normal as it can get. Why is it particularly topical at the moment? Well, there has been, um, well, as, as, as we all know, a lot of businesses, small businesses in a number of sectors, including the real estate and property sphere, have have been suffering in the lockdown and what they've been doing is they've been looking to see whether the insurances they purchased and you know a lot of people you know insurance is something you you purchased you rely on your broker and you purchase what you think is going to help you out and they all thought that they were covered for um, losses if their businesses were closed down for you know actions by the government and why this is topical is that um, claims have been made following the lockdown and insurers have been scrutinizing their policies and in some instances have been have been quite difficult in saying we, we don't cover pandemics and national lockdowns, we only cover localized events. So, and this, what has happened is that um, uh, the regulator has stepped in, the FCA, the Financial Conduct Authority, and there has been a test case to try to give some clarity for people out there, real people who are suffering. Yes, and I suppose um, it would be useful to explore what the findings of the test case are and what the status of it is, um, just for the benefit of our listeners. Yes, that's right. So um, I think for the landed estates world, we've got we've got a couple of issues. The first are, are those landed estates that have you know had big events cancelled. Now those events, they they will ordinarily have purchased some sort of event cancellation insurance. And those insurers, by and large, have been very good. And certainly all the ones that we've been helping our clients with, we've had significant payments, you know, some of them, you know, in the tens of millions of pounds for major events that have been cancelled. So that part of the insurance market has behaved very sensibly, very responsibly. Unfortunately, we have uh, a rather different scenario in the 
ordinary day-to-day business interruption uh, where where there's been lockdown and businesses haven't been able to operate as normal. And how do we think that the um, FCA case will help with that? Um, has it been a complete sea change in the way the insurers will approach these cases or will it have a limited effect? Um, it will have a limited effect because obviously one size doesn't fit everything. And at the end of the day, an insurance policy is a contract and you have to construe the contracts. What the FCA case has done is with with with, with eight insurers, they've um, analysed a sample of wordings and have given um, their view, the two judges, and this was unusual, for a first instance case to be heard by uh, a commercial court judge and a court of appeal judge to try to give some some clarity. And so we do have clarity in relation to a number of issues. But for our clients, there are three main areas, I think, that we should be focusing on so that our clients know whether there's any prospect of some sort of financial support and recovery for them. So in the um, arts world, where we've been looking at this um, in relation to museums, dealers, businesses that have closed or museums that can no longer welcome visitors, um, obviously that will also be relevant to those um, clients or listeners who have landed estates and um, display their artworks more generally. But it will also apply to quite a few aspects of the commercial enterprises, won't it? Absolutely. So we are we are seeing a broad a broad based approach here, and what has been important is um, the court has given clear guidance as to how they're going to interpret the policies. And what they've said is that in accordance with what is now the generally accepted law, they're going to disregard what we lawyers would call the subjective intentions of the parties, i.e what either party thought that they were covering, but they're going to actually concentrate on what the words say. And this is important because usually when these sort of arguments are raised, it's usually the policyholder, the person who purchased the the insurance will say, well, hang on, I thought I was getting this. But what's unusual about the insurer's position in business interruption is for the first time they're putting themselves effectively in the position of the sort of arguments that are raised by policyholders and saying, we never intended to ensure a pandemic. So um, it is interesting. And um, the court has said, no, no, we're not having any of that. And um, what should um, clients who are listening look out for in particular in their policies, um, which means that their insurance policies are likely to cover um, things such as um, business interruption and loss of income? I think where we are is that um, a lot of our clients from the art world, the landed estates world, they're looking to see what cover they had. And typically, there are three types of cover which may respond. One is where there's been a lockdown because of a a notifiable disease. Second, um, it's where there's a prevention of access, which, which, which then prevents business being carried on and as normal, and third, it's 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 it, it's a combination of the two, what they call the hybrid cases, and I think that's that's really going to be of interest to our audience here because 
certainly with the right wording in place, there will be cover. It's also worth noting that the um, art world has been very badly affected by COVID because it's very much a people business and relies on people physically viewing um, the artworks in question um, in order to buy them. Um, there have been moves online, but that hasn't necessarily taken off. And so a lot of dealers, um, museums, galleries and the people around um, the art world, such as PR firms, have been very badly affected by COVID. So we are seeing a lot of them examining their insurance policies to see whether they have a claim in order to recoup some of the monies they've lost over the past six months. And so what should people do now um, if they if they have looked at their policies and they've realised that there may be cover in order to take things forward? Well, the important thing is because the judgment, you know, runs to 180 odd pages. It is complicated, is is to actually take a careful look and go, go to your trusted advisor. Um, don't just rely on on your broker, though they will be helpful, um, but actually have somebody who knows look at it because the FCA has given guidance um, saying to the insurers, um, you must respond and keep people updated. However, they don't need to pay anything until there's been a final determination. And it is likely that the FCA verdict in this test case will be appealed, and it'll be, there'll probably be an appeal direct to the Supreme Court. But it is important for businesses to make sure that, if they haven't already, to make sure they've notified, to make sure they've got all their documents in order, um, so they're not breaching any other policy conditions, because the amount at stake here is absolutely astronomical as for the insurers. And so they will be construing the words very, very carefully. And what we don't want our clients to do is to find that they've breached some other condition by not notifying promptly enough. Um, so it is, is important to look at your wording carefully, go to a trusted advisor, make the notification, and then proceed with, with liaising via the brokers with the insurers, and if needs be, um, the financial ombudsman service can also get involved. Um, but for some people, there will be significant cover, which will help ease some of the pain that people have been suffering for the past six months. Yes. Um, and I suppose the um, last thing that people want to be doing at this stage is incurring more fees or spending their cash flow on lawyers' fees. Um, so we have come up with a product that allows people to investigate their insurance claims and work out that there is an insurance claim and then possibly pursue it um, in a very economical manner, haven't we, for other clients? We have. So Charles Russell, being, bearing in mind, you know, the our client base being very much sort of landed estates, private wealth, the art world and other, other spheres, we've come up um, with a product where, you know, effectively there will be no immediate financial outlay at all by the clients. We'll have a look, we'll take a look, and it isn't a one-size-fits-all approach. You will all get an individual service and we'll look to see how best to help you. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think that's probably um, it for this podcast. Um, obviously, if anyone has any questions on the topics that we've covered, um, then they should feel free to get in touch at any time with either me or Manoj. But thank you very much, Manoj. And thank you, Tim. And, um, you know, let's hope that we get out of this out of this current lockdown cycle and um, our clients and us, we can start, start talking about more positive things. Absolutely. Thank you. 
This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast.